Nasicha on the Voice of the Cape. Welcome back to the Airways of the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM with myself, Mohammed Zain Majid, standing in for Aisha Latu this morning. Um, well, of course, so I'll be your host for Friday Nasikha on this beautiful Jumu'ah, alhamdulillah, with the rahmah of Allah pouring down on us, alhamdulillah. We are so happy we need the rain as well. Um, uh, Friday Nasikha, yes, where we have a guest in and he uh, enjoys some time with us until about 11.30. And our guest this morning, none other than the Honorable Sheikh Zaid Fatar. Assalamu alaikum to you, Sheikh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Mashallah, and how are you uh, this morning? Alhamdulillah, a bit cold, but can't complain. Barakallah. How is Uncle Muhammad? Al- Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, happy to be and to be in your company, of course. Um, Sheikh, uh, I see our topic this morning is da'wah, and I think it is so appropriate. I mean, for many people that don't know what happened last night in France, uh, in a place called Nice, uh, there was uh, they discovered now that it was a 30, 31-year-old uh, Tunisian guy got in a truck there were explosives in this truck and he literally mowed down through a crowd of people that were watching fireworks in france and at the moment the death toll uh, toll is standing at 84 people and there's yeah. many many that are critical and this morning i went down to twitter to just look what happened the different stories etc and there's so much hatred at the moment for the Muslims, even though we apologize and we say, but these are not Muslims. How could they be Muslim if they do this? But still, it's a perception. And I think our um, topic this morning of da'wah is so important because to show in a true fashion what Islam is really about, Sheikh. Definitely, you know, alhamdulillah, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will, uh, has mentioned in the Quran that, uh, do you know, do you think that you will be just left on this dunya without being tested, without being challenged and facing difficulties and all of these fitness that are around us? And yeah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places these things in order to see who is the true Muslims. Mm. And indeed, that is what we will be speaking about. And all of those that I normally call my father every time last one I say, but you know, you call that fakey Muslims. <laughs> And uh, Wallahi, they, they're a disgrace to us because at the end of the day, they are not just giving us a bad name. They're giving the name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a bad name. They're giving the Sahaba a bad name. They're giving Ahlul Bayt a bad name. They're giving so many people bad names that on the day of Qiyamah, these people do not realize mm. that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant for these people that are being done wrong to the haqq. Mm. And on that day, everybody's going to want their haqq. You know, it's very important. If we look at the ayat where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this ummah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, First of all, I like to, normally I start with praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so let's start with that. Indeed, it's the best. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala ashraf al-anbiya wa sayyid al-mursaleen, sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim, Rabbi shahli sadri wa sallim amri wa ahlul aqdatam min lisani afqaw qawli. Jamaat al-Muslimin, brothers and sisters in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, Kuntum khayr ummatin ukhrijat linnas, ta'muruna bil ma'rufi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala within this verse grants the ummah of the name Muhammad وسلم, a status that no other nation can claim. A responsibility that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed upon the ummah of the name Muhammad For in this ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Kuntum ummatin Indeed you are from the best people that has ever been sent to this dunya. But what is the thing that makes us best? You order with the good and you stay away from that which is bad and evil and fasid. And that is the way of the Ummah of the Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
and you firmly believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the ulama of tafsir, they explain that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions tu'minuna billah, you know this Quran of Allah is so beautiful. Yeah. Everything is connected. So in this verse we see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordering us to do good and ordering us to stay away from the bad. But for whose sake and how sincere you have to be? You have to be for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why Iman is mentioned at the end of this beautiful ayah. You do things sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake. For as we said that, yes, it is a ni'mah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants this ummah of such a high status. But with ni'mah comes responsibility. And that is the responsibility of this ummah to show the world what is the true religion by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How do we live our lives according to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And this deen was not sent Jamaat al-Muslimin specifically just for the Muslims. This Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam alameen. He was sent for all worlds, every single creation on this dunya, whether it be ins, whether it be jinn, even the hajar and the shajar, the stone and the tree, they praise the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he was sent to every creation on this dunya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows us in various ayat and how a person needs to portray himself and how you need to conduct yourself. And specifically because the world today mm-hmm. is watching us. Mm. Every single step we take, we are being watched. And that is why, look at the advice and the guidance of the Nabi The Nabi says, Ittaqullah, kunt, that fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wherever you are. Some people think that da'wah is only confined to the ulama. It is only confined to the students of deen. But this da'wah is meant for every single person that said, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hatta al-asi, even the one that is disobedient. You feel that you're doing wrong, you're making these mistakes, and I feel that I'm not worthy of calling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These things does not fall away from this person because a wrong doesn't make another wrong right. So that's why the Nabi in this hadith, as we are mentioning, Ittaqullah haythuma kuntum. Fear Allah no matter where you are. Or atbi'as-sayyi'ati bil hasana. And follow a wrong deed with a good deed. Because good deeds are going to remove the other bad deeds that you have done. A bad deed is not going to remove another bad deed. Mm. So calling to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though, for instance, a person, that, a big uncle that is old and he smokes, and you see young people smoking, it's absolutely nothing wrong with him advising them and telling them, look, this is bad for your health. Mm. Yes, it is. He needs to change himself. But the mere fact that he's able to speak over and give that guidance and advice to the next person, who knows, that might be a motivation for himself, mm. that he might change as well. Or he might change as well. So therefore, all of these opportunities is meant for everybody. Mm-hmm. The name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in the hadith, Convey of me, even it be one verse, of the Holy Quran or any hadith of the Rabbi But not only that, don't think because you do not know the Quran properly, you do not know the hadith of the Rabbi that you are not able to perform mm. that da'wah. This da'wah is in so many forms. By smiling to a person is da'wah. Why? Because it's a sunnah of the Rabbi By being honest is the da'wah. By being truth towards people is a da'wah. By showing love and compassion towards people, that is considered as da'wah. Why? Because this was all the characteristics of the Nabi mm. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. For we know that the sunnah is not only what the Nabi sallam said, and neither was it only what he did, but is the characteristics, is everything that the Nabi sallam affirmed. Everything about the Nabi was da'wah. Mm. 
So whatever perspective you come in looking at this beautiful creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the form of the name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and you take from that, and you show the world what is this deen about, that is considered as da'wah. That's why the name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in a very beautiful hadith, أَحَبُّ النَّاسِ إِلَى اللَّهِ أَنْفَعُهُمْ That the best of people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are those that are most benefit towards the others. Jamaat al-Muslimin, it is very important that we understand the value of da'wah. Before we speak about the means and how to do it and what was the method of the Nabi in order to fulfill these things, we need to understand the value mm-hmm. and the worth of this mm-hmm. beautiful da'wah of the yes. Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yeah, Sheikh, inshallah. On that note, uh, we have in studio Sheikh Zaid Fatar and of course uh, explaining to us very eloquently, I must say, alhamdulillah, about da'wah. Getting an understanding that is not uh, left to a, only a certain sect, like we call the tabligh, uh, only them that we know make da'wah. No, no, no. Each one of us an understanding. And is da'wah only to convert people to Islam? Or is it calling your fellow Muslim to the path of Islam? So we get that understanding of da'wah. So yeah, don't go anywhere on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. And of course, uh, this is our Friday Nasikha. On the voice of the Cape. Welcome back uh, to 91.3 FM, uh, the voice of the Cape. It is uh, Friday Nasiha, and in studio we have uh, Sheikh Zaid Fatar uh, telling us and explaining to us the meaning and the true meaning of how to go about it and also what we can understand of the term da'wah. Sheikh? Jazakallah khair, Uncle Muhammad. And the name of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says in a very beautiful hadith. He says, إن الله وملائكته حتى النمل في جحرها وحتى الحوت في البحر لا يصلون على معلم الناس الخير. Look at this great praise and status and na'mah that Allah subhanahu wa taala grants mm-hmm. for a person that just indicates the good. A person that just gives a small advice or guidance. Rabbi Sussam says that Allah subhanahu wa taala and the malaika, even the end that is in its hole, and even the hut, the the whale that is in the sea, mm. they place salawat upon the person that it directs or indicates something that is good. Allah. Imagine by just saying something small, it might be small to us, mm. but by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is huge and great in value. So when the Nabi says that Allah places salawat and the malaika places salawat, it is Allah places rahmah upon the person. Allah. The malaika places istighfar upon a person. And we know the malaika, that they absolutely do not disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So imagine the value of that dua. Now that is the malaika. Imagine when Allah places Allah mercy upon Allah. you. Look how much you are granted by just something small. If you look at the ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows us in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَعْبُدُونَ That it was not in any generation or um, ummah that was before except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to them a person that gave the da'wah, that brought to them this deen, that had them understood what is the proper meaning of this deen. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in another ayah. وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُ قَوْلًا مِمَّنْ دَعَى إِلَى اللَّهِ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا وَقَالَ إِنَّنِي مِنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ 
what greater status or place can a person be when he speaks about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? He calls to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Da'ilallahi wa amila salih. This is the most important thing. Is that not only does he call to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but he does a good deed. So he takes what he knows into practice. Mm. He shows the people. That's why our doctor. He mentioned one day, he told us, you know, the best ways of giving da'wah is when a person is able to say nothing but the message is delivered. Through the characteristics. Allahu Akbar. Another advice he told, he told us, he said, look, you are graduating now, but I want to give you a small advice on how to call people to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, speak to the heart. Don't speak to the mind. Speak to the heart and you will see that the eyes will follow the heart with the mind and the tears will follow flow, flow from the eyes. Because they know, they now see the haq, they understand the haq because the heart is the king of the body. Mm. He is the one that is able to convey and order around every other single part of the body. So when you speak to the heart, speak to it with rahmah, mm. speak to it with love. And that was the method of the name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the whole Quran, uh, Rabbi is being described in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that from a rahmah from Allah that these people lean, lean, they lean towards you. You know why? Because you are soft, Ya Rasulullah. You are gentle, Ya Rasulullah. But if you are a person that was hard, you know, difficult, complicated, technical, then they would have dispersed away from you. And that was not, as we can see, even up till today, mm. people are coming to the Nabi So if the characteristics of the Nabi was such of love and compassion and guidance, then what are we? Mm. We claim that we follow the Sunnah, we claim that we are the people of Da'wah, but yet the most fundamental thing in Da'wah, unfortunately we do not see to. And this was not the Nabi Look at mm. Fir'aun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Nabi Musa and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala orders Fir'aun, I mean orders Nabi Musa, he says, Idhaba ila Fir'auna innahu taha. Go to Fir'aun, for he is an oppressor. Mm. He's murdering people, he's killing people. But then what does he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala order? He says, Fakula lahu kolan layina la'allahu yatadakara o yaksha. And then speak to him in a soft tone. Imagine if Fir'aun, Nabi Musa was, was told to speak to Fir'aun, the tyrant, the oppressor, mm. the one that is trying to kill Musa, in a soft manner, in a soft and a smooth manner. What about us? What about your brother in Islam that you want to see in the Jannah with you? Mm. Because that is your niyyah. The niyyah when you call to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not that you want to show who is right and who is wrong, but because you want to see every single person in the Jannah. Every single person needs that. That is your niyyah. Rabbi Samson Hadith, Man ra'a minkum munkaran, Whoever sees something wrong, then change it with the hand. And if he cannot, then by his tongue. And if he cannot do it by his tongue, then the person makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now sometimes we have a misconception of this hadith. We think that the Rabbi is order us to choose one way and finish. Action. The Rabbi <laughs> gave us three ways mm. of giving da'wah. If you are not in a source of authority, like a government, like a, a father, like a mother, um, a source of leadership, mm. then you cannot place the hand in, 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 in the tool that you use in order to con, uh, convey the da'wah. So what do you do? Then by your tongue. Mm. I always speak and people always come and they say, Sheikh, you know, 
we need to say something. We, we need to do something about this. And unfortunately, in certain circumstances, we are human beings. We are limited. But then also on top of that, they are still angry with themselves that they were not able to convey or not able to change mm. anything with their hands. I asked the question, the first one was according to your action. The second one was according to also your action. The third one, who is the action that you are leaving it up to? Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <coughs> and who greater can you put tawakkul upon Allah when you ask Allah for dua? Ya Allah, guide this person. Ya Allah, I leave it in person. your hands, Ya Allah. Naam, Allah. Sheikh, I was going to come to the point that you made just before that, uh, talking about the mercy, and we gave the example of uh, Nabi Musa, alayhi salatu wasalam, uh, the man he spoke to, Fir'aun. And I want to draw that back to our current status today of what's mm. happening in the world. We in the workplace, uh, Alhamdulillah, we had voices in Cape, so we've got majority Muslims working here. But at other places, there might be non-Muslims taking on our Muslim brothers and sisters and saying, you know what, your people is doing this, your people is doing this. So do you also get frustrated? Do you also get angry? I was going to ask you, how do you address and in which manner do you debate with these people so that they can get an understanding? Sure. Well, very simple. You know, the Rabbi indeed was a uswatun hasan. Mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he was the greatest of examples. Mm. If you look at how there was one occasion when Arabi, a Bedouin, came to the Rabbi and he spoke to the Rabbi in such a manner that is and dishonorable. He said, Ya Muhammad. And say the Umar and the, all of them were around the Nabi Sassam thinking, who is this man? Mm. You know, speaking in such a tone, such a manner. And they wanted to get up and tackle this man, this Arabi. Mm. And the Nabi Sassam said, left him. So then the, the, he told the Nabi Sassam he wanted a haq. There was some sort of uh, haq that he had that he had to claim. So he, but the manner that he spoke to Nabi Sassam, he said, it's almost as if he's saying, you are unjust. Give me my haq. Don't mm. lie to me. Mm. And this was the manner that the man spoke to the Nabi Sassam. Did the Nabi order them to get angry? The Nabi ordered the Sahaba to beat the man up? Never. Mm. The Nabi said, I am the most truthful person, yes. But the Nabi did not get angry with the person. Mm. And the Nabi saw to the haq of the man. Look at other examples. Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu, when they were about, imagine this is a battle. This is when the Nabi came from the one battle and they were about to approach Bani Quraidah. And before everybody goes out to fight, Everybody has their swords, everybody has their armor, their shields. They are about to fight in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is jihad. Mm. Just look at this beautiful example. So Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu, before he goes out, the Rabbi alayhi salam calls him aside. And he says, Ali, la'in yahdibikallahu rajulan wahidan khayrun laka min humurin ni'am. He says, oh Ali, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants you hidayah or grants you to be a means of hidayah for another person, then that would be much more beautiful than any beautiful thing in this dunya mm. that you can achieve. So what does that Imam As-Subki says from this hadith? He takes it that jihad in its essence mm. actually means da'wah, mm. actually means hidayah, mm. actually means guidance and not murder. Mm. Not killing, mm. not slaughtering, not slandering, not all of these things that people are coming out with today. But he's calling people to guidance. Mm. The Rabbi Sassam was not sent to push people to Jahannam. Mm. He came to save the people. Mm. He came to bring people to the Jannah. And he came that with love and compassion. Sayyidina Aisha, she says that the first thing that they were ordered with <coughs> was understanding the value of this deen in the sense of knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, loving your creator, loving the malaika, loving the Nabi all things that has to do with belief. So that's the first thing that the Nabi came with. And then after only when they came to Medina, the Nabi starting to strictly now go through Sharia and mm. Ahkam. And she says that if the Nabi had to come with the others first, she said then all of us would have been committing mistakes and sins. Mm. 
Look at that. Mm. The Rabbi ﷺ in another example, just to show us that this deen is about speaking to the heart. It's not that if you can't convince the person, leave him for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're not meant to do that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا عَلَيْكَ إِلَّا الْبَلَاغِ If the Nabi himself was told that all your job is to give the message over, mm. thus finish. Mm. Where are you from that? That was the order of the Rabbi, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the Rabbi salam. So this is one man that came to the Rabbi salam one day and asked, Ya Rasulullah, ask me to do something. I, I, I commit this wrong, I commit that wrong. What the man was doing is he committed zina, he lied, he drank wine, he done all of these things. And he came to the Rabbi and said, Ya Rasulullah, order me to leave off one of these things. Right? Now imagine, you come today <laughs> to the Sheikh and you tell Sheikh, I want to just leave one. Please. That's it. Here we go. Ya Rab. But look at the reaction of the Rabbi The Rabbi tells him, leave of lying. One thing. He says, leave of lying. But with that, I want you to know that I'm going to ask you every day, how are you? What have you been up to? And I want to hear that you're keeping up with good. Oh. So he says, okay, khalas. <coughs> so he leaves. And the next night he comes and he's about to commit zina. Oh. And then he remembers, hey, the Nabali sister told me not to lie to him. Mm. That was the one thing that he told me to keep up with. And I made a promise to myself mm. that I'm not going to break that promise. So what is going to happen tomorrow when I meet the Nabali sister? He's going to ask me, what is my state of yesterday? How am I doing? What I've been up to? And I can't lie to him. Mm. Because that's the one thing that I was ordered to not lie. So then what did the man do? He said, Khalas, I'm not going to commit zina. And he left of zina. The next night came again. He was about to steal. And he thought to it again. Ya Rab, I'm going to get the Nabi tomorrow. And then he's going to ask me, how am I? All of these things. And I cannot lie to the Rabbi Sallam. You know what? I'm going to leave off sailing. Then other night came, so he was about to drink. Same thing, he thought, Ya Rab, how am I going to face the Rabbi Sallam when he's going to ask me? So the man left up all of these actions simply for one action. Allah. And that is how the Dawah needs to be. It is step by step. This deen was not thrown on the Sahaba all at once. The Rabbi did not come. When the Rabbi sent Abu Musa al-Ash'ari and Mu'adh ibn Jabal to Yemen, he said, Yassiru wa la tu'assiru. Make things easy and do not make things difficult. Bashiru wa la tunafiru. Give glad tidings and do not make people run away from this deen. Don't let them have this bad perspective of this deen. That's why in the ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains and confirms that this was the da'wah that Nabi sallallahu wa He says, We have sent you, Ya Rasulullah, as a witness. And as a mubashir, a person that brings glad tidings, and a person that warns the people. So we can see that Nabi was balanced. Oh. He was both a bashir and he was both a nadir. It was not just on the one side, you know, you get people, unfortunately today he's also, you know, Sheikh, it's a sunnah, uh, you know, too easy. Uh, yeah, it's all right, Sheikh, man, Salatul Tarabih, Sheikh, you know, Salatul Witr, Salatul Tahajjud, Sheikh, it's my sunnah, you know, I'm not going to be punished. You know, we try to make things easy. Now, that was not the Rabbi Islam. And neither was he on the other side also of, you know, you find people today, Jahannam, Jahannam, you know, Adab al-Qabr, Shaitan is so cursed, don't be cursed, whatever. You know, there's one, there's one Jummah that I was in and I was speaking about Rahmah. So the Imam came afterwards and mashallah, he thanked me. But then he started speaking about, he said, Ilawana Rahmah of Allah. But your amal is what? Uh. Uh, if you do not return to Allah, your amal is Jahannam. 
Oh, you need to make Toba, you need to... No, yeah, salam. And it was lost because people went with that negativity. Y- there we go. That was not the way of the Rabbi mm. But not ne- neither saying that we need to leave these things off, but we need to do it with wisdom. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Udu'a ila sabili rabbika bil hikmati wal mawaidatil hasana wajadilhum bil lati hiya ahsan. Call to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with wisdom. Mm. Wisdom is the most important thing. That's why a lot of us think that when we have the knowledge, you know, when especially those that are studying the deen, you have the knowledge, everything that you say is right. But wisdom only comes with experience. Mm. Wisdom you cannot learn in an institution. You cannot learn at a university. But it is through experience and life and time that you're able to get this beautiful quality. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, it's not only the knowledge, it's not only that you're calling to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and calling that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one and the Nabi is the messenger and all of these different things, but as well with wisdom. So therefore, when our approach, our approach needs to be in the best way that we can. And that is according to the sunnah of the Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Absolutely. Loving it. And of course, uh, Sheikh Zaid Fatar uh, instead of talking about dawah. And I guess, Sheikh, maybe we can talk about it off the break. That is the same, the, the, the patience that we should be having with our spouses as well. No, when it comes to according to, like you mentioned, the path of Islam and with our children, instead of just having that firm hand all the time and scolding rather let them love the deen, take the time and get them to. But inshallah, we'll talk about that as well. It is uh, Friday Nasikha on the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. The Voice of the Cape. Friday Nasikha on the Voice of the Cape. Welcome back. We continue with our program Friday Nasiha on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. You're with myself, Mohammed Zain Majid, standing in for my colleague Aisha Latu. And of course, with us this morning, delivering a very beautiful uh, talk for us this morning, getting us in depth understanding of what da'wah really is all about. Of course, none other than Sheikh Zaid Fatar. And Sheikh, uh, before the break, I mentioned, you know, you, you spoke how, how beautifully the patience that we need to have when we call people to the path of Islam. And then I mentioned that, isn't that the same way that we should be having with our spouses, um, perhaps with our children? Sometimes we find a child is 10 years old, uh, almost mukallaf, but then because they would That's the approach sometimes that we have. No, definitely. And unfortunately, all of us fall into that. I mean, myself as well, sometimes. Allah created mankind weak. You know, sometimes shaitan comes in and whispers in your ear, he makes you angry. That is normal. It's natural. But what makes it better is that we always try to improve ourselves. You know, that is the most important thing. That's why the Rabbi Alayhi said in the hadith that uh, speaking about mistakes and sins is that when a person, the best of, uh, first of all, all sons of Adam commit mistakes. That all the sons and daughters of Nabi Adam, they all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. They all are sinners. But the best of you are those that return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So yes, indeed, sometimes anger comes over us. Sometimes we get irritated. But we need to realize our mistake and then try to change it. And it's not a process that is going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Don't think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to change your situation according to one night and finish. No, Allah wants to see the effort that you're going to put in and then He will change your situation. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that He will not change a situation of a person unless He changes Himself. Mm. And what does that mean? Meaning that the person is continuously improving Himself. Now on that topic of spouses, my wife is listening to me as well right now. She's, she's going to think, yeah Allah, don't tell the people that you don't scalp with me or whatever. No, it's natural, it's, it's normal. But we need to understand 
understand is that at the end of the day, we need to realize these things that we do and mm. try to change it. Mm. That's what we're talking about. Yes, here. definitely, uh, definitely. We're good husbands. We're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. You know, I'm getting after some lunch stuff. So I'm hoping the lunch is coming through, so I'm watching myself. But no, indeed, that rahma and that love and that compassion and that mercy and that patience and perseverance and all of these beautiful things need to be as well placed when we speak to our own family, when we mm. speak to our spouses, speak to our children, even when we speak to our parents. Sometimes you find difficult situations, especially when we youth. You know, people come up to me, especially young young people. They say, you know, my parents are doing something wrong, but I don't know how to approach them. I don't know mm. how to speak to them. And then you find, on the other hand, people that are learned, but when their parents are doing something, then they jump on the page, you know, Uncle Muhammad. Mm. Uh, they somehow condemning their parents. They disrespecting their parents. They dishonored in their parents. That was not the way mm. of this deen. This was not the way of the name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imagine Allah mentions the parents immediately after the thing that makes you Muslim. Mm. That Allah has placed out that none has a right to be worshipped except Allah. That is the core of a Muslim, of a mu'min. Now imagine immediately after such an important thing, Allah mentions who? And doing good towards your parents, respecting your parents. Don't even say oof. In our language, we would say when you sikh. Mm-hmm. Don't even sikh or something like that towards your peers. Imagine this is, it's almost as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew what is going to happen, especially with our youngsters today. You know, your parents ask you to do something. Yeah. Even some of them say, Ya Allah. <laughs> they say, Ya Allah. Huh? But that was not the way. That was not this deen is about. Every single thing, every person, every creation, even the animals, mm. when you deal with them, you deal with them with love. You deal with them with respect. You deal with them with honor. If we look at the Anbiya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes to us each Nabi and how he called to his people. We look at Kathabat in Surah Al-Shu'ara. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Kathabat kum Nuh al-Mursaleen. That the people of Nuh belied their messenger. إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ أَخُوهُمْ نُوحٌ أَلَا تَتَّقُونَ Their brother Nuh said, don't you have taqwa in Allah? Yeah. But look at this. Look at the beauty of this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not saying, إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ نَبِيُّهُمْ that the Nabi said to them, Nuh, have fear, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But Allah described to him that Nabi Nuh was like a brother to them. That was the relationship mm. that he had. That is the way that he called to the people. He was like a brother, that love, that compassion that he had with each other. Look at the other uh, Anbiya as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in, in the verses that come after that, قَالَ لَهُمْ أَخُونَ هُودٌ Even Hud was considered as a brother to his people. And these people committed so much wrong. Look at Lut as, as well. And we know Lut was one of the most cursed people that Allah destroyed them. But look how Lut approached them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes it to us. He says, إِذْ قَالَ لَهُمْ أَخُوهُمْ لُوتٌ أَلَا تَتَّقُونَ When their brother Lut spoke to them and told them, Fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you see that even in our approach, we need to be as if you are speaking to yourself. That's why they say, the Nabi says, uh, what you love for yourself, you love for your brother. Mm. So when you're a person, you know that if a person is going to come to me now in, in a way and he's going to tell, tell me that I'm doing the wrong, I'm doing this, you know you're not going to like it. So therefore, don't do that with other people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us in a way that we are weak. Mm. But He has given us means on how to call people to the deen. If you look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Holy Quran, he says, وَلْتَكُمْ مِنْكُمْ أُمَّةٌ يَدْعُونَ إِلَى الْخَيْرِ وَيَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَيَنْهَوْنَ عَلِى الْمُنْكَرِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and let there be a people, 
And may Allah grant us to be of this people. Amen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and let there be a people that calls towards good. And they order to stay, uh, they order with the good. Remember, they call into good, they order with the good as well, and they stay away from the bad. The Nabi was sent with that mission. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes us. It's not only about the ayat that you recite to the people, yeah. but it's when you purify and you grant that spiritual connection for the person. Yeah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَعْتَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ يَتْلُوا عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ Allah says, we have placed a favor upon the true believers for have sent them a Nabi that does not only recite the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon them, but he purifies them. What does that mean? Speak to them in the way that you connect with their hearts. Subhanallah. Sheikh, we're going to keep that note. We're going to keep them because, of course, the Sheikh is going to uh, elaborate on that. And, of course, uh, when we come back, we'll be in the last few minutes of our program with uh, Sheikh Zaid Fatar. And, of course, uh, the program uh, this morning, a topic on Friday Nasikha was all about da'wah. After this. Friday Nasikha. Of the Welcome back. We're in the last few minutes of our program Friday Nasiha with uh, Sheikh Zaid Fatara and of course uh, the topic this morning, Da'wah. And yes, what, what an interesting uh, hour it has been. The hour this just flew by, Sheikh Alhamdulillah. Yes, but in the last few minutes, uh, in conclusion, uh, Sheikh, from your side, some more advice on this beautiful topic. As we said of the incident, uh, I got an SMS from someone that says, uh, Salam Muhammad Zain and Sheikh, uh, very sad. These kind of happenings just make the tears roll. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us wisdom, inshallah. Blessed Laylatul Juma. Referring to the incident that happened mm. in France uh, mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. And so some advice to our listeners to the pure sense of da'wah, how to deliver Yes, to ourselves, but also to the non-Muslims in our workplace, everywhere we, we are and we go. And um, I think the most be- beautiful and the most important thing that we need to uphold when it comes to da'wah and showing the people the right way of this deen is a very famous hadith that Rabbi Sassam awesome. and our Sheikh Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriel always likes to mention this hadith. He says, That I was not sent, that Rabbi Sassam was not sent except to perfect the characteristics of a Muslim. Mm. So with that... We need to understand that when we call the people to the da'wah, make sure that your character is right. Mm. And in order to know if your character is right, look at the character of the Rabbi What was his character? Sayyidah Aisha says what? Kana khulukuhu al-Qur'an. His khuluk, his characteristics, was the Qur'an itself. And how does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describe this Qur'an, this message that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed on this dunya? وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ that it was not sent to Ya Rasulullah and what the Nabi came this Quran except as a mercy to mankind. And that is what we need to portray to the people. Look at this one incident. The Nabi Masoud radiallahu anhu al Ansari, he mentions hadith. He says that a man came to the Nabi and said, Ya Rasulullah, inni wallahi la akhar an salatul ghada. That he said, Rasulullah, I apologize. I come all the time late. For Salatul Ghada, Ghada is yani at lunch, at door. So he always comes late when it comes to uh, door. So, but uh, he explains why. He says, Ya Rasulullah, because there is an imam that completely every time takes so long that I cannot get to do my other things. So what I do is I make sure I come at the last rakah. Hmm. You know? So the Rabbi Ali got immediately angry. His face, the rewire, his face got red. And the vein of the Rabbi Ali that is known, that uh, comes out when he gets angry, was showy. And the Rabbi Ali did not get angry with the man. Hmm. 
And he with the man that was uh, coming in late. But the Nabi Shazam immediately got up and he said to the people, Ya ayyuhannas, inna minkum munafireen. O people, there are people of you that is pushing the people away. There are people of you that are pushing the people away. So those that are in Imam's position as making salah for people, don't take long. Mm. Make it short. Think of the people. Have that sort of understanding of the circumstances of the people and the environment that they are in. When you called it, now look at the example. He didn't get angry with the man that is doing yani the mistake. He got mm. angry with the other man that is leading them because we need to show how to lead. Mm. We need to show the world what is this deen about. Mm. And that is that this deen is not technical. We unfortunately make this deen very technical. But this mm. deen is very simple. It is very easy. And that is how the Nabali Sussalam gave it over. One story, Uncle Uncle Muhammad, just to conclude no with, inshallah, if I have a lot of, if I have time, inshallah, is concerning our families. Uh, one story came to mind when Uncle Uncle Muhammad was mentioning to me about the wives, is that sometimes we get very angry. But look at the example of the Nabi Sallallahu Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu anha one day was arguing with the Nabi himself. Now imagine, the Nabi that was known before Islam as the most honest man, most trustworthy man, and after Islam even more that and more. You know, as a Nabi that is ma'asum, that is sinless, oh. Sayyidina Aisha is arguing with the Nabi But what does the Nabi do? He says, okay, I tell you what. Would you want a judge between us? Imagine this is the Nabi. He's the, <laughs> <laughs> Allah. On the day of Kiyama, he's going to testify for all of us. And yes, Sayyidina Aisha of such a high status, she is one of the chosen women of the Nabi is chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells her, okay, I tell you what, just to show that rahmah and the compassion mm. that we're speaking about. He says, I tell you what, I'll choose a judge. So she says, okay, no problem, mm. bring a judge. And the Nabi then says, okay, what about Sayyidina Umar? Uh, so then she says, no, not Umar. Why? Why? So now Umar more loves you more, mm. and he's not gonna. He, he's gonna take your part. So the Nabi says, okay, how about your father, Abu Bakr? Mm. So she says, okay, I'll agree to that. Mm. Hey, imagine <laughs> this is the Nabi. <laughs> so Sayyidina Abu Bakr Allah comes in, and then the Nabi says, some explains to him, and I say, Abu Bakr immediately gets angry. He says, how can you ask me to be a judge upon the Nabi? Mm. Are you crazy? What? What? What is going on mm. here? And the Nabi says, stops Abu Bakr and says, don't do that. I didn't call you to do that, yes, Abu Bakr. I called you to be a judge between me and your daughter. And that shows us the mercy oh. that the Nabi Sassam had. Is that we need to understand each individual has their own way of thinking. Mm. And we need to be understanding Love when them. we call people to this deen. We need to be understanding when we call to speak to our wives, when we speak to our families, when we speak to non-Muslims and Muslims, everybody in the same boat is that we need to understand the situations and so on like that. That's why the Nabi alayhi salam, there's a famous, at least there's a famous call between the ulama, especially the Ahlul Salaf. They say, لِكُلِّ مَقَامٍ مَقَالٍ For every place, there is a saying. So know when you have to say something. And know when you should not say anything. That is the wisdom behind how to call to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I mean. grant us that understanding that we're able to call people according to the sunnah of the name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and not as these people that are murdering and killing people that are out there because indeed that was not the method or the way of the name Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sheikh, we always end off with a good note. So we were talking about murder, so that's not the best note. Your dearest beloved is waiting for you at home. He's cooking lunch. <laughs> you need to say something to us, Sheikh. Jazakallah <laughs> khairah. Well, uh, 
if I should say something to my wife, uh, inshallah ta'ala, I would just say that uh, I always thank her for, she was spent, she spent about two years with me in Cairo, and she sacrificed a lot of her time and family and effort with me, so I take this opportunity. Her name? Though, Shakira, Shakira. Uh, though I, I will never be able to repay her, but I would like to take this opportunity to thank her and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant her all of the khair and barakah. Amen, amen. And may she be a means of me entering the Jannah and may I be a means of her entering Allahumma the Jannah. Allahumma amin, inshallah. Amin, and for all of the spouses, inshallah. Allahumma amin. Shukran to you, uh, Sheikh Zaid Fatar. And I think in conclusion, it's been so enjoyable, the topic of da'wah. But more than that, alhamdulillah, Cape Town, we are blessed because we have a young alim in, in the studio, Sheikh Zaid Fatar. And so... For many, many years, inshallah, our Cape Town will be blessed. Allah preserve you, Allah protect amen, you, guide amen, you, inshallah. Amen. All this grant you sincerity, increase your knowledge, and grant you that you can serve the people of Cape Town for many, many years to come. Shukran, Sheikh Zaid Fatar. Until we have the opportunity to sit down again, I greet you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.